Feed me more. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy. I am the Big Guy Ryback, and I'm sitting here today with the third wheel, Asian Joe. We got my man, JD, all the way in Florida. And as always, Ace, over in the East Coast of New York, representing with the Wrestling News. Everyone, how are you guys doing this week? Doing very good. Pretty good, man. Good. All right. I guess, uh, Ace, I think the first thing's first before we dive into the, to the news this week. Starting off hot as always. Um, I think it's, me and you had talked last week. I don't know if you want to talk about this because I think it's a pretty cool little deal with, uh, you had a little bit of a scare last week. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, last Sunday I got, I went to the hospital because I had some chest pains. So uh, everything's fine. Thankfully, it just, you know, seemed like it's close from stress and probably sleep apnea. But uh, while I was there, I got a text message from a friend of mine from Las Vegas with a hell of a uh, Asian Joe. Actually, I don't have number. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, me. Yes. The, uh, yeah, no, so the, uh, did you ever get the, the sleep study done that they had talked about it's, yet? Or... We're doing it on Tuesday. Okay, good. It's, uh, are you going to be spending the night there or, or spending a good portion of time there? Did they tell you? I don't know. If they're doing home. I, I haven't talked to the doctor. I think, you know, they'll probably do it at home, but I don't know for sure yet, so. I know when I got mine done, they, uh. I had to do it when I was off the road, and it was a real pain because I didn't get to sleep only in your bed one night a week as it is, and I had to spend half the night there, They uh, and I had to sleep for about four hours, and they had me all hooked up. Uh, they do home versions where you could do it yourself, but I, I figured I'd let the professionals do it the correct way just in case I didn't do something correctly, and uh, so I stayed there. The hardest part's falling to sleep on. The time when you need to try to kind of fall asleep, but eventually I got four hours and I was able to get up and come home at like three thirty in the morning or four in the morning, and uh, Damn. but they it, once they got that information, they're able to use it and plug it all in and and diagnose the problem. And it, it, again, it, best thing I ever did. So I think you are. I'm curious to see your results first of all, but I think you're gonna if if you do have it, you're gonna you're gonna truly. You're going to lo- love how you feel after it. And it just energy-wise, everything, it, it, it improved my life. And I, I, it's something I recommend. I think most men, and I don't think it's as common as w- in women as it is in men, but I, I know that women can't have it. But it is, it, it is a major issue that I think a lot of men need to have diagnosed um, because it has drastically changed my life since, since going on it. So, But um, we're happy you're all right. And I told you, as I sent you a text, we're going to, be giving you some Feed Me More Nutrition supplements and uh, on a regular basis, and uh, I'm going to be working with you one-on-one, and we, we kind of traded emails this week and uh, getting you started a little bit on improving the diet, and uh, 
I think we're just going to kind of track your journey along with this show and 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 for everybody out there because a lot of the 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 common things we get on this show are people that have lost a lot of weight from the from the fitness tips and the health tips and things of that nature. So um, I look at this as an opportunity to help somebody. You help out the show a lot, so uh, I enjoy doing this kind of stuff. To I think it's kind of second nature, and it's but it, it's not always the case, and it, it's a difficult task for a lot of people. So hopefully. We can help other people along with you, and uh, and uh, and maybe every week, if you ever have any questions, we could do some questions on the show of things you're experiencing or problems you're having, and you know we could do that after the wrestling news or before. But I think it's important for uh, the listeners out there because it's there's a lot of other people going through it too. So yeah, I really appreciate you know we, I started the intermittent intermittent fasting today, and uh, I basically been doing from twelve to eight. So uh, that this morning, man, it was killing me. Like you know, watching the clock to get to to get to noon for a meal, and then uh, yeah, the eight o'clock. It's like okay, dead stop. No more eating till uh, tomorrow t- tomorrow at noon. So uh, I know tomorrow morning I'm gonna be feeling that. Yeah, it, it, that goes away after a while. Really does. It's just a matter of uh, you're getting your body conditioned to doing it. And then, like I said, I never used to be able to work out on an empty stomach. My best workouts now are on an empty stomach, and uh, I, it's just. I was so scared of it before and didn't understand it. And then I took the time to actually understand it. And there's nothing to be scared of. And I, it's, um, I, I truly believe there, there's a lot, a lot behind this and, and why a lot of top people are doing this diet and talking about it. Like GSP, I just heard on Rogan's podcast, contributes a lot of, uh, of his success to that diet and for changes he's made and being able to be as successful as he's been later into life here. So I think it's just one day at a time and, if you fall off, you just get right back on. You don't stay off, you know. So it's, uh, but we're here to help, and uh, hopefully, other people out there can can get some information from this, and we could all kind of uh, track this journey together. Well, I definitely appreciate it from you and from the fans. So thank you very much, big guy. Oh no, thank you, buddy. All right, with that said, goddamn it, what do we got going on in the rest of the world? Is? <laughs> it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> All right, let's jump right into the wrestling news. Uh, I want to start with a quick shout-out to John Morrison. Uh, yesterday, he, him and Taya got married, so just want to give a quick shout-out to those guys. Uh, congratulations, John, to them. That's a big day for them. All right, uh, our first story of the night is a Filipino wrestler suspended after setting himself on fire. During a match for Philippine Wrestling Revolution, a wrestler named James Idol Martinez decided to pour gasoline on himself and then lit himself on fire before doing a dive off the top rope on the wrestlers at ringside. The wrestlers did not catch him because they were shocked at what they saw. PWR announced that they'd be suspending him for his actions, saying PWR is committed to providing the safest possible environment for its performers, personnel, and audience members. Any factor that can endanger them will be treated with the utmost seriousness and importance. Apparently, this is not the first time he's done something ridiculous. Uh, he jumped off for the second floor of this venue earlier and ended up getting uh, PWR banned from a second venue. So uh, before reading this article, I literally knew nothing about the Filipino wrestling scene. But I was reading a couple articles, and it seemed like a lot of this is happening because they have a lot of untrained wrestlers, and it's not a really big wrestling's not really big in the Philippines, so they're just really trying to get attention and get out of there. Uh, I think it's crazy, you know, you put yourself at risk and your opponents at risk by doing some a stunt like this. But uh. yeah, that's uh, I actually saw the footage of this, so I was uh, su- I was uh, surprised I saw this was in the, in the news this week. Uh, yeah, guys like that probably shouldn't be in wrestling um, because uh, th- there's clearly a mental block um, 
there. I, I don't really know what else to say. You're literally putting you putting yourself on fire um, in a in a professional wrestling match. It's 2018. I, this is what we're saying. Where do you go after you do? Yeah. After you move, after move, after move, after turning one bump into ten bumps, um, turning one finish into four finishes. Uh, now we are now we are talking about burning ourselves, and I, I think this. This guy in no way, uh, shape, or form represents the Philippines as a whole. Um, it seems like this guy's a bit of a loose cannon, so to speak. But I, there's there's no place for that, in my opinion. It's it just he's uh, a guy like that shouldn't be in wrestling. Shouldn't he should probably be in a in a stray jacket somewhere, um, <laughs> the, if you ask me. But JD, any thoughts on this? I don't. I have nothing good to loose, say. L- 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 <laughs> Loose cannon. Somebody should probably point a cannon at that guy. <laughs> it's just what? What do you? What do you say? He's a fucking idiot. You know. I mean, in what world are you living in that you think? I mean, even in Hollywood, where people get paid millions of dollars, or maybe the stuntmen don't. They don't just light people on fire. No. You know, like, hey, Bill, bring a shitty work shirt today. <laughs> you know, gonna, the the reason why they. You know, the reason why they don't allow that. Because they use their heads. Yeah, because you could die. It's not. It's yeah. just, just fucking kill yourself. Like, God damn. Oh, I don't know. It's, uh, there's a lot of people in wrestling that probably shouldn't be in wrestling. And uh, he, he's clearly at the top of the list. But it's luckily nobody else was injured, and those guys were smart enough not to catch him. Just imagine the guy, he pours gasoline on himself, gets gas and fire, and everyone just catches on fire. Like, what, is, what are they supposed yep. to do from there? Talk about a hot comeback. You know, it, it, see, people like him, when you're not around professionals, I mean, not that, you know, flaming tables were ever uh, something that were carefully thought out, but those guys, at least, you know, the idea behind it was you, you light the table on fire. First of all, a lighter fluid. Mm-hmm. Not something like gasoline, yeah. which is a lot harder to put out. And the impact of the bump would suffocate most, if not all, of the flames. I mean, if you ever you know, see any of the old footage, usually two, three seconds after the bump, the flames are all gone. Yeah. And again, a lot of it had to do with the fact it was lighter fluid. And uh, gasoline is just, man, he should have just drank it. I think uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of getting professionals and not being around professionals over there, the Philippines. If you'd like to book the big guy Ryback, please uh, contact book the big guy at yahoo.com, and uh, I will have no problem power bombing that guy through a flaming table for you. <laughs> All right, moving on. Good jump on to a big show. Uh, he did an interview this week. Uh, he was on Steve Lawson's podcast, actually. He said that big performers like himself and Braun Strowman do not make good champions in the WWE. Someone like me or someone like Braun doesn't make a great champion. Sure, it's fun when they win the championship, but Austin knows as well as I do, when you win that championship, it's not about getting yourself over. It's about getting other people up to your level. You need someone that's a carpenter, someone that can do it all. Bump, feed, sell, get heat, shine, come back. It's A to Z. There can't be any holes in their game. If there's going to be somebody that carries that title and brings people up around him, that's why John Cena held the title for so long, because John has the ability to work and bring people up around him. People, uh, people get better by stepping in the ring with him. People get better by stepping in the ring with people like Austin or Triple H. These are signs of what a true champion should be. Uh, you know, it's funny looking to it. I never really thought of that from that perspective. For the most part, you know, WWE doesn't really keep the title on those monsters for that long. Uh, you know, Andre never held the WWE title. 
Andre uh, Undertaker, Kane, Big Show. They all had really short runs. Yeah. But uh, at the end of the day, I think you could look at someone like Brock. I mean, he was a monster dominating champion. Uh, I think you have to do it right. And the way to do it is to make the guy an attraction. I mean, you, when he shows up, it's special. You know, you, it's hard to keep that mystique of an unbeatable monster when he's on TV every week. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand what Big Show's saying, and it's. Uh... I, I think that the, it's all a matter of how you're how you're booked and used. And um, again, though, he's he's a giant. So and, oh, yeah. and I think it, even Braun's a step below that as far as he's he's not technically a giant. He's a extremely large human being, but it's it's same similar styles though, right? But it's uh, I don't know. That might just be his take on it. That's like the same. He he's just looking at it from his viewpoint, and I, I can't agree or disagree with it. But it, I, I know what he's saying as far as having a uh, more maybe versatile champion, a guy that can work with everybody and whatnot. But I think Big Show wor- has worked. I mean, he's worked with everybody. I just think it's a matter of uh, when you're in that main event match in 2018. Outside of how some of Brock's stuff, because it, 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 he's been an exception to the rule and how they booked. Uh, guys like that and whatnot, but um, they're typically your main event matches are those 15, 20, 25 minute matches to send the, the crowd home happy and, and whatnot. And, and there's a certain level of, of matchup that they are looking for typically on those main events. And, and maybe someone like show, he would have to be booked. He, he, he doesn't need to be in a 25 minute match. You know what I mean? Night in and night out. And, and so maybe from that standpoint, he can't just kill everybody all the time. So I, I, I could see it from that viewpoint uh, on what he's talking about um, and whatnot and the way the current system is. But if he, it, I think it could have a long, successful run as champion, and it would be fine, but it would just have to be booked differently than the current system allows. So, J.D., any thoughts on that? Well, I think when it comes to a big guy, it all depends on uh, the buildup. You know, when a guy first debuts, you only get one chance to have him – truly be a monster because once he starts losing to certain guys um it just diminishes their giant status in a way like when you know big show loses to ray mysterio yeah it's like you can't unsee that and the idea that he kills everybody is no longer there he's still huge he's still everything but like you know if you just look at the way he's been booked over the years and they would give him a good push and they put a lot of heat on him and then they would book him almost silly yeah. for a while Hot and, cold and yeah and when he's cold it's like the damage that's done as a, just from a monster perspective yeah. it's just hard to go you know and then they would have him cold for a long time and then all of a sudden they try to heat him up again as the monster and it's like well yeah why wasn't he doing any of this stuff the last eight months? Like now all of a sudden, like nobody can beat him. It just, so I think if you are building a guy up and it's his first run to the top and you have him as champ, you could probably keep him as champ for a while. I mean, you'd have to get very creative on uh, how you're going to get through those main event matches. But I mean, down the line, you know, once somebody is, I don't want to say normalized, but once they are, they've been defeated then when they're champion if a big guy is like that you know it's usually more of just a he's got the title for a month or two he's almost more of like a transitional yeah champion 
So, but I mean, there's nothing wrong with that too if they do it in a way where maybe nobody's expecting it to happen. Yeah, I think I was. I remember talking to Triple H about this before. Uh, that uh, especially guys like Big Show and stuff uh, that when they are when they are used in a cold like fashion, Mark Henry has been used uh, very similar in different times. It hurts them more when they're used in that manner, rather than somebody like, say, The Miz, who has been used hot and cold throughout his career, but he's he does not physically look as imposing as those guys. So it's not the damage is never as severe. I feel like um, to a guy like that, and when and I think it's and more so the guys that are that play the monster type characters, it it hurts them more to step out of that monster character and go the complete opposite way and then to get pushed back again as that monster it's not it, it never is as good as the first time because the damage has been done like you said you can't unsee what you've seen even though you could try it, it, it's uh i agree with you on all of that well here's the thing if somebody looks it, it's different like you say the miz right the miz looks beatable yeah and that was one of the reasons why flair had so much heat as champion in the 80s is because he looked beatable. So he was always in a precarious position with all of these baby faces because they literally the fans thought somebody can beat Ric Flair. Yeah. But if if you look unbeatable at some point when you start getting beat that disappears yeah. and you can still be a giant and you can still do certain things but you don't look unbeatable anymore and that's part of what makes you special. It's uh, you're right on on all that. That's uh, I, I don't disagree with any of that. Ace, what are we uh, right, uh, moving on? Let's move on. To Scott Steiner. Uh, Scott Steiner was did an interview. He's talking about the WWE Hall of Fame this week, and it was a typical Scott Steiner madness. But I loved it. Uh, can you go someplace and say that's legit when it doesn't exist? How can you say it's legit? It defies all odds. You can't have a Hall of Fame if you can't visit. It's a creation of someone's mind. It boggles my mind that people care about being in the Hall of Fame when it doesn't exist. Would you go to a grocery store if there's no food? It's such a friggin' joke, it drives me crazy. I don't give a fuck. The Hall of Fame doesn't exist. You can't visit it. I get so sick of talking about it because it's so stupid. People take it so seriously. Some guys really just mark out for themselves and think of how great it is. It's a friggin' fake. It doesn't exist. It's crazy. People ask me that question all the time, but I give the same answer all the time. It doesn't exist. You might as well put the Hall of Fame on the moon. It's the same shit. You're never going to the moon to visit the Hall of Fame. I don't care if it's on Earth. You wouldn't visit it either. Uh, they asked him if he would accept the WWE Hall of Fame. It's not like anything else. You have to. Yeah, it's like anything else. You have to pay. Uh, Vince gets paid for the show. The network pays for him to have the show. If I'm gonna, if they're gonna pay me, sure, pay me. Those guys do it for free. But the whole concept is crazy to me. It's amazing what people do it. Uh, like I said, I just love listening to uh, Scott Steiner anyway. But I think he makes a lot of good points here, actually, about you know the Hall of Fame. I mean, it doesn't really have a meaning. It doesn't have a location. But you know, every year, people do kind of get obsessed over who's in it, who's not in it. So. uh you know, it's just very driven by politics, who's hot at the moment, more than sometimes who contributed most to the business. Yeah, no, I've I've heard Scott talk about this before. And the, you know what? I'm, I'm shocked WWE actually has not built a legit Hall of Fame for all this because especially being such a business-oriented company, you would think they would create a way or at the very least during WrestleMania access, at access, create a Hall of Fame section and I, I don't you, create replicas of the things that they would have in the real Hall of Fame, and maybe have the real Hall of Fame in, in Connecticut, but in, but have I a. Know, access. They what? 
uh, at, at WrestleMania 29 access, they actually did sort of have a little mini Hall of Fame section. Oh, did they? It was like, you know, they had, but it was only for the ones inducted that year. They had, yeah, like, a little, that's what, I mean, really like, but cool. actually doing a, I, I don't know if you could do it, the, the size that it would need to be to do a traveling type one for the for WrestleMania, but I don't know. I just feel like they're, to have the actual physical element of it there to see all the inductees and the people and um, because it doesn't exist right now. There is nothing outside of it. it, it it's just a, a marketing type deal for the WWE. And uh, I think it's something, I think it will exist one day. I just don't, I don't know why it hasn't uh, with their whole business mindset and everything. And yeah, it make, would make sense because like you would get visitor, visitors come in there, buy yeah, tickets to go in or, to see past yeah, wrestlers and stuff like and that. And to have it at Stanford, maybe by the HQ out there. Yeah. In Stanford, to, to create a whole other section, and you charge people to uh, to come in, and I don't know. I just think it would be. I think it, it could be an attraction for them. Yeah, but, have guest wrestlers come in, or you know, ex wrestlers yeah. do sign autographs and stuff like that. Yeah. JD, what do you think about that? Well, <clears throat> I think the uh, head office area is a bad idea. I've been to head office; it's a not a good location. Um, There's not a lot out I there. I remember when they. Though. Well, I mean, I remember when they first. We're moving FCW to NXT. There was a rumor going around that uh, they were going to build a physical Hall of Fame in Orlando because that's where NXT was going to be stationed. But yeah. I guess that never happened. So, <clears throat> But as far as the actual Hall of Fame itself goes, it used to feel legitimate when they would induct Hall of Fame. I don't want to say Hall of Fame worthy people, but in the last couple of years, they've created this format where there has to be one of these guys and one of this person and one of like, there's, they have these like almost categories where there has to be somebody like this. And instead of picking who should be in the hall of fame, they're picking people to fit these specific categories. When if it's a hall of fame, that is the category. You're a hall of famer. Yeah. But they've, they've made it into, um, it's more about it just being a show and uh, a production. So, because I mean, how many guys that should be in the Hall of Fame are not in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. There's quite a few, I think, that from people. And uh, and the idea too, you know, some of the guys maybe they died from drugs, and it's like, well, we need to wait another five or ten years just to create even more distance from yeah their death to when, and it's like. Come on, you know, you're going to, but then, oh shoot, we don't have anybody in this slot. So let's put somebody in there. And not to say that some of the people who haven't been inducted in the last couple of years don't deserve it, but you can just see looking at the last four or five years of the hall of fame, it's very, uh, format driven. It's, and, yeah. uh, it never used to be. And that's kind of what it made it feel a little more special when you're, you know, watching yeah. who was going in. I know they uh, they there was talks and they were going to put it here in Vegas actually, at the near the Hooters uh, Hotel and Casino. There is um, I remember that was a thing for quite a bit that they were gonna I don't either they were gonna buy out that casino or 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 property nearby, and do a physical Hall of Fame. And I remember it was in the paper and and then just nothing came about of it and it just it disappeared. So. Um, for one reason or another, that's something they haven't done yet, but we'll see what happens. I don't think Steiner's, he's always, he said the same thing from day one. The guy speaks his mind and you got to respect that. So he's, uh, 
and there is no physical Hall of Fame, so you can't argue with him because there's not. <laughs> so. Okay, uh, next I want to give an update on Io Shiari. Uh, she's finally heading to the WWE. Uh, Tokyo Sports is reporting that start- stardom wrestler Io Shiari will be heading to WWE. Her final show with stardom will be on June 17th after losing her Wonder of Stardom title to Momo Wat- Watanabe last week. Uh, she was first contacted by WWE in October 2016, but uh, unfortunately they discovered heart conditions, so they rescinded their offer last June. Uh, she's considered one of the best women wrestlers in the world, so it seemed pretty inevitable she was going to end up in WWE at some point. Uh, it seems like her medical issues are all cleared up, so I'd like to see her in WWE. Uh, the one thing, though, you know, I wonder what they're going to do about this. Tact- uh, you know, it's been real hard for overseas performers to really break through the WWE, especially on the main roster. On XT, you know, you have a great match, you get a great response, but on the main roster, you have to be able to cut a strong promo, and it just seems like there's going to be a ceiling for people like Asuka or Shinsuke or, you know, now Io Cesari from really breaking through that top level. Yeah, communication is a very big thing, and, and coming in from another country, and if, if you do not speak good English, it, it's really hard for them to market you. In, in what, but I think, um, what's his name? I can't just draw a complete blank. Um, Nakamura has done, a, uh, has done a decent job um, as far as uh, working with what, he, what he's able to do and whatnot, but... It's, uh, it definitely, you got to be able to communicate to talk to the people at the, at the main level. And, uh, again, or you get put with a manager. That's what they used to do. They, you, you play up to a person's strengths and you hide their weaknesses. That, that's something that that I don't think they do nearly enough of now, uh, on the main roster. And I think managers and valets always will have a place in wrestling for that, but they've kind of gotten away from that and whatnot, but. Uh, congratulations to her if that's been her dream and, and hopefully you know she has a lot of success so jd anything on that if they're not gonna have a manager you know something else that they used to do and not necessarily through vignettes was they used to explain characters you know i think i heard a while back a clip from the edge and christian podcast and Edge was saying, he goes, I don't mean to be rude, but what's, what is Asuka? I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, what, what, what's, what's with the jacket? Like, what's with the face? He's like, I don't understand anything. So if you have somebody who can't cut a promo or, or has, you know, there's problems with the language, if you're not going to give them a manager, why can't you explain to the audience, you know, remember with, um, Mankind. Yeah. Um, you know, they didn't really explain them, and people were, like, scared of them. And then Paul Bear joined them, but Paul Bear didn't really explain them. And then he did that interview with JR in his street clothes, but he had the mask on. Yeah. And at the end, at the end of the interview, he put the, the claw on JR. But I, that was several months into it, and Foley said that, you know, Vince – didn't even like the character at all and then until that interview and they were trying to explain to the audience who he was because instead of him cutting his you know high-pitched promos that he was cutting he was talking in a more normal tone yeah still with a sadistic undertone but he was his his answers to jr's questions were explaining to the people who he was and why he was the way he was and 
from that interview forward, I mean, that's how he literally became a superstar. And then, of course, you know, I, I can't remember if that's the same interview that he mentioned, Dude Love or not, but, I mean, all of that came from, you know, people being able to understand, like, why does this guy have shaved spots on his head? Why is he missing yeah. his ear? Why does he why does he pet rats? Only words can describe that, typically, and you have to tell that story. And, yeah, I mean, he never, you know, you think about it, they never had promos in the ring where Mankind was explaining why he played with rats or why he pulled his hair out yeah, or, you know, why he walked crooked and, and you know, why his clothes always looked dirty or, you know, they never explained any of that. So people were just afraid of him, which he wanted because he was a heel. But once he started talking and, you know, they put it in that format where JR asked the questions and he answered, you got inside his head. Yeah. And all of a sudden you understood this guy, even if you didn't like him anymore, you understood him. And it made everything he did after that a lot more easy to understand and to get invested in. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, they were actual characters and they gave them character. Like, I think the Oscar thing was a perfect example. I'm mean, like, it's a perfect, it's a great point. It's, I mean, you know, she's you know, an ass kicker, but you know, who is she in terms of the ring? Why is she here? I think, you know, I think that it's smart to do those vignettes or something to make these characters more relatable Unique. or at least, yeah. you know, something stand out. Yeah, perfect. I agree completely. All right. Um, are we doing the video thing for thirty minutes or no? No, 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 not this week. We got we got a we got okay. a better camera this week. So yeah, we're. Uh, yeah, I should have probably so. notified you on that. Yeah, no, we're good this week for the YouTube show <laughs> yeah. that we have. Us so it's uh, getting the kinks worked out on everything. But we got Asian Joe brought a, a little better camera this week without a thirty minute time limit. So <laughs> I saw it was at twenty eight minutes. I'm like, oh, <laughs> all right. Uh, I talk about Chris Jericho. Uh, the, the rumor on the, now is, uh, is Chris Jericho heading to Impact? Current New Japan, New Japan and part-time WWE superstar Chris Jericho appears to be playing games with the internet once again. Over the past few weeks, there have been rumors that Jericho could be heading to Impact Wrestling. Most of the rumors stem from Don Callis telling Pro Wrestling Illustrated that he'd open the door for a guy like Jericho if he wanted to come to Impact. Of course, fans immediately started to speculate there was more to the story than Callis was letting on. When a fan asked Jericho about the rumors, he retweeted the comment. Of course, that only added to the speculation. Uh, Jericho and Sammy Callahan have been going back and forth uh, at each other on Twitter, you know, kind of teasing that they're going to have a match in Impact coming up soon. Uh, actually, you know, Sammy's been doing a lot of really cool, badass promos on the internet. Uh, I really like his character expanded a little bit uh, in that way. And we, we've talked about Jericho in the past. I think, you know, he's in a position where he's kind of free to do what he wants. And I think he could do a lot for Impact in terms of the short term or long term for that company right now. I mean, there's been a lot of people going in and out, so... Yeah, absolutely. I think he would be a, a good fit to help them. And I think they need guys like that to come on board. And uh, the and they have, cause they have a lot of new people there. And uh, But I think there needs to be a, a lot of other things. It just takes time. They're, they're rebuilding everything. And uh, it's, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know if Chris, I don't know if, I don't know what his situation is with WWE. I know I heard him in an interview say, you know, Vince and them signed off on the New Japan pro wrestling thing as far as not having any issues with it because he wasn't under contract at WWE. And I know one of the things was, and he even said, he goes, had that been maybe Impact? Or the interviewer asked him if, you know, if that was with Impact, would they have felt the same way? And he goes, probably not. So that'll be curious to see what his relationship is with WWE or if it's just, if it's just a way he's a, a master at getting people to talk and, and whatnot. So, but I mean... 
it would it wouldn't hurt them. That's for sure. Now I don't know what their situation is on money and whatnot, and as far as paying the guys and and you know a guy at Chris's level is going to want a certain level of uh, income as he has stated before, which he he deserves. So he deserves that out. JD, anything on that? Well, I'm pretty sure I heard him say this year. Somebody asked him, you know, about wrestling for Impact a couple months back, and he said he. You know, as far as North American wrestling goes, because it was when he first uh, it was announced that he was going to go do the show in New Japan. He said for North America, he would never wrestle for anybody other than WWE. Yeah. And I'm sure Impact would love to have him. But the other thing is, I don't think they can afford him. I mean, they've lost a lot of talent in the last two to three years yeah. over finances who... We're talking about guys that are cheaper than Jericho. Sure. And they can't, you know, they couldn't afford yeah. AJ, even though he says they said, name your price. Um, they just, didn't they just let James Storm go a, a little while ago? They couldn't afford to keep paying him. And he was supposed to be making something around 100000 or something like that. Do I they, might be wrong on that, but. Do they have merchandise that? yet either there? Have they started? Because I, I thought I saw something a while back on Shop Impact type thing. Do you, Mike, Ace, or JD, do you know anything about that? They have some. I mean, it's not, it's not a lot. Because I know uh, you were talking to Kevin Matthews about that. Uh, people were asking if uh, he had a shirt through Impact yet. They were, he was saying, no, he's still doing his own stuff. But uh, They do, have, though, right now, they do have a merch site, though, now. Is that correct? Hey, they, yeah, no, Shop, well, they, Shop Impact. They, they've Shop always Impact. had merch. They have always, they've always had merch. Yeah, because what's the guy, um, what was his name, Don West? Mm-hmm. He used to always run um, like merch sales. You'd see them plastered on the internet. Yeah, they like do 20%. have a shopimpact.com. That is, they do have the website. So with Brian Cage up there, the uh, <laughs> which is, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I want them to succeed. But I, yeah, I think, I do think you need. Especially if you have TV in place and and you you, you get you get merch going strong, you got to bring people in at some point. You have to, but it's uh, but uh, you, you can see their merchandise. It's not up to date though. They still have Bobby Roode's put, put, uh, pushing shirts up there. <laughs> Bobby Roode Factor shirt, five dollars. <laughs> well, you got to remember too, yeah. the impact though. At some point in the last ten years, they have brought everybody in. Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, no, but I'm saying, yeah, it, it, no, yeah, you're right. The one and only time that I ever talked to TNA was uh, end of the year, maybe 2010. And I talked to Terry Taylor, who was the talent relations guy, and he says, we can't bring anybody in. We just spent uh, $2 million. We we brought in, uh, we hired Booker T, Hulk Hogan, Eric Bischoff, and Rob Van Dam. So we're kind of on a hiring freeze. And none of them had debuted yet. And I was like, Okay. Those aren't cheap purchases. No. no. But it's, I, I, I don't know. As far as, I think it, it doing it the, the, the right way and doing business the right way. and But it's going to be, it, 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 it's rebuilding and, and it's bringing in the right names, I feel like, though. But in, in having avenues to make money on those names in place, I think you have to have all that. And then and eventually having live events again and, there's a whole thing that goes into pro wrestling to to have it being successful. It doesn't happen again. They're they're restarting everything essentially, 
through Anthem and whatnot, but I don't know. They had a hell of a roster, though, from 2000, maybe 2006, whatever year they got on Spike. Yeah. And then not, not long after that, they had Angle. They had Jeff Hardy. They had their homegrown. They had AJ, Joe, Christopher yeah. Daniels. They had Kazarian. They had uh, Sting was always there. They, you know, and then they started bringing in Foley was there for a while. Flair was there. I mean, you name it. And between probably 06 and 2011, the Dudleys were there. I mean, everybody was yeah. there. That's why that's actually how they got the nickname WWE Light was, you know, every other guy on the show yep. was ex-WWE. Yeah. And uh, they had the money at the time. I, that's a good a good example there, though, of of it be going the complete opposite way of too many, probably, and not enough new people. And I think it's a little it, you got to have a better mix of that. And again, I, but because like, what they're doing now is they're trying to build new talent, which is great. But I think you need to have certain key pieces there to help with that process too. But I don't know. I don't know if it, it's. I'm hoping they succeed. The more pro wrestling companies that succeed, the better. It's better for everybody. So, but only time will tell. All right, I think we've got one last story we want to talk about this week, and it's uh, CM Punk. Uh, last week, the trial between uh, WWE doctor Chris Amann and CM Punk began. Amann suing Punk and Colt Cabana because of comments made on Card Colt's Art of Wrestling podcast in November 2014 about Amann's uh, treatment of Punk while in WWE. A man seeking a million dollars in compensatory damages and an undetermined amount of punitive damages for the comments he made. Uh, you know, basically, Punk you know, was on the podcast and he said, you know, he had a lot of things going on. The doctors weren't treating properly. You know, uh, Punk actually was testifying this week and he was. a lot of people were reporting he was in tears, you know, saying uh, he was a very different person when he made those comments. But, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's a. Me and JD, you're actually been reading the transcripts from all of this whole thing going on um, with Dr. Amen and CM Punk. It's uh, from the way that it's looking, and based off our conversation, to, uh, apparently it's. Um, I don't. I guess it, to say it's not looking good for Dr. Amen uh, on this is would that be correct? Yeah, I mean, I uh, I'm involved in litigation myself, so and I have been for a while and I've found, got a newfound appreciation for uh, paying attention to other litigation yeah. and studying uh, lawsuits. So I was curious about this one because I knew from the beginning, it'd be very hard for Dr. Eamon to prove uh, slander. And I think there is a defamation or whatever it is because yeah. Punk had had a separate diagnosis, so you know, I was thinking, well, if one, you, who's really right and who's really wrong? I mean, if you say that they're both right, it cancels itself out. Yep. But um, it's just one of those ones that's hard. And and uh, I think Punk had said he heard or found out like a year or two ago that WWE was paying for this. Otherwise, Doctor Eamon wouldn't even be doing the lawsuit. But. Uh, the transcript's actually been pretty entertaining. Uh, some of the stuff that they've used for evidence and played in court. And yeah, uh, my, as far as you know, Punk. What's that? I was going to say my personal favorite so far. I think is when they asked Punk to. What did they say to describe Kane? Or uh, uh-huh. was, was that one of them? The the questions. 
Somebody, somebody, I can't remember it exactly. Uh, he said, he said it, and then here's his Kane choke slammed punk. And yeah. They're like, so who's Kane? And they're like the big guy with the big guy in the red tights <laughs> yeah. without a shirt on or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh. Um, well, they had to d- describe a lot of how the business works and how the match is designed. And yeah. I mean, there was a lot of, but as far as punk getting upset, you know, people, we're taking him to task over it. And they have to remember, I mean, could he, could it, he have been working it in court? Sure. But they also have to remember, and they don't understand this because none of the people commenting have ever committed to something in their life. Like he has. Yeah. Okay. And he when you say commenting on this, you're talking about the, when they're in reference to him having like kind of becoming a little emotional while he was on the stand. Is that correct? Yeah, because in the transcript that I read, it didn't say that he was in tears. It just said Punk became emotional. Yeah. You know, which... Which is very normal. Various, well, yeah, so a lot of people... I mean, under, it allowed people to comment, and I hate reading shit on places where people can comment because it's just like a a, a green light for... Yeah, so and it's like all these people, what a pussy, fuck him, overrated. Uh, you know, he thinks he's going to fight, and he, he's crying. Look at... If you commit, and I don't know how, when Punk started. I think he started in uh, maybe '98 or '99. So you got to look at all those years yeah. he worked on the Indies, starving, broken, uh, broke, all that. He gets the WWE. He's not supposed to be a top guy in the company based off of their history of yeah. how they pick top guys. He gets himself like over. Now. Yep. No, he uses the system. He gets himself on top, whatever, whatever. Anybody in that company who knows the schedule, the appearances, the flights, the traveling, the lack of sleep, working four days a week, bumping nonstop, being pulled at both ends. And, I mean, it's not just him. It's a lot of people. But when you are a top guy, it's 150 miles an hour. And you're giving literally your life to it. So – it didn't end ideally for him. He didn't have a big farewell. He didn't have, you know, I'm sure in his mind, having wrestled for so long, he probably thought in his, you know, hey, it would be nice to go out like this. Or everybody remembers Flair's send off and yeah. some of the other guys. And he didn't leave he under the best of like, conditions or ideal conditions, I would say. For that, no, that, and yeah. I mean, you would think, you know, probably from his perspective, it was almost a worst case scenario. Yeah. And. You know, he gets served with a lawsuit the day of his wedding at his wedding. And, you know, somebody suing you for millions of dollars. That's not fun. And, you you know, a lot of fans act like, look, if somebody said they're suing me for a million plus punitive damages, punitive damages, a lot of the fans probably don't even understand. In every state, there's a law that says how many times you're the, the amount you're suing for you can ask for impunitive damages yeah. so like here in florida the limit is three times so if dr amen was suing punk in florida he could sue him for a million dollars plus three million dollars in punitive damages so four million dollars total yeah. and i don't know about all these fans who are commenting but if somebody's coming after you for millions of dollars it's going to be emotional. Absolutely. And yeah. it's gone on for multiple years. And it's with a former well, employer yeah. from a job that you yeah. loved at one point or you probably still love. But it, it, it threw it in a, a, the company that you always wanted to work for. It's not 
it's completely normal and rational for him to be that way in that in, in a courtroom setting and, and it's to hear anybody and again nobody should be having neg- anything negative to say about that whatsoever it's just, it, it sucks you say the word fans they're not fans we were talking about this fans actually love and support something the the people that that are outspoken like this they are, they are there's something else and it's not good but. Yeah, it, it's, um, you know, I'm sure most of the, these these people wouldn't even like their wallet stolen, and they probably only have 20 or 30 bucks in their wallet, but to have somebody coming after you for millions, I mean, yeah. I'm sure his attorneys are pretty confident, you know, they wanted the trial, but at, at the end of the day, when you walk into a courtroom, you know, I don't know how many jurors there are, 10 or 12, like, your life is in their hands temporarily. Yes. And... Things, stranger things have happened in, in, in other court cases. So, I mean, all you needed were people in the jury who maybe didn't like CM Punk. Yeah, which you very, you never know in this day and age. You never know. Yeah. That's sure. right. And they ask, I mean, they do jury selection, but people can play dumb. Yep. And oh, I'm not, I don't know who he is. And, you know, it's like, I'm going to, you know, because some people take this too seriously oh trust me i know yeah <laughs> we'll talk about that in a little bit and and i mean you just you can't put anything past anybody but it's just look at the end of the day it doesn't matter how tough he is or how tough anybody is he's human everybody's human we all have emotions yep and things can happen situations can happen and whether he's working or not it doesn't matter you know there's probably 20 plus years worth of emotions and when you're sitting there on the stand with your life and millions of dollars on the line and you're talking about the end of your career something you it's all you ever wanted i could totally see him you know being upset for real yeah we'll see how this all plays out though but it's uh my only piece of advice is get off the goddamn fucking message boards guys and go live your life quit being pieces of shit because you you fucking are pieces of shit doing that and that's all I think about that. But Ace, anything you uh, want to go ahead and plug to wrap up this week's wrestling sure. news? Sure. You can find Mike Ace Malera on criticalblast.com. Uh, follow me on Facebook and Twitter at SkitchNM. And listen to the show in the next couple weeks. We'll be following my uh, weight loss journey. So uh, here we go. <laughs> Good deal. Yeah. And uh, we'll be in contact, Ace. And I'll be talking to you. And uh, anytime you have any questions or anything, you, you have my number too and uh, email and I'll do my best to get back to you in a timely manner, and we'll we'll get you get you on track. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing your progress. I think it's going to be a, a very good thing for you, and and we'll, we'll be getting your your a little bit of weightlifting in there eventually, and everything. But the main thing is getting the diet. That's going to be the biggest, and, uh, and getting some supplements in place. And uh, it's going to be really cool to see your 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 journey here. So. I thank you, and uh, we're going to go ahead. We're going to take our first break, and we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, guys, it's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition. And right now, we have our summer specials only available on feedmemore.com. Buy one vanilla iso-hungry protein, get the second half off. Buy one cherry limeade, wake up unlimited energy, get the second half off. The big guy testosterone booster is now back in stock, and check out our finish it branch chain amino acid electrolyte pump matrix great combo specials are also available all summer long get hungry stay hungry feed me 
more. All right, we are back. Another week, another show, another YouTube show. Yeah. Everybody. Now we don't have to, I don't have to get up back and forth. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, the, the camera... Wait, so what camera was it? The Canon EOS? Whatever one it was, it was like 800 bucks on Amazon and for the package. Who something. suggested? Who, like a fan? It, or no, someone? it was like a thing online. Um, what a really good camera for a YouTube show and, sure. and stuff. I, but the problem, they didn't say how uh, long of a YouTube yeah, show. 30 minute segment. Yeah. So this camera, I part of me wants to believe there could be a fix for this. No, I but, looked up online, Nick. Didn't see any option, yeah. especially with those cannons. And but if I would have went to the next level one, I think it was eleven or twelve hundred maybe. Uh huh. And I think that's the one you have. Well, I have the Panasonic GH4. Maybe that's a different one. Okay, it's a different that, one. This, there was another one that was a step up from that. Yeah, the, but I sent you the link to the to one I have. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I was like, yeah. that was the, that price. I think yeah, so. Yeah. I wish. Uh, I wish I would have bought it because I can't return this one on Amazon. So, so if anybody want to buy it, <laughs> very nice Canon camera with all the accessories. Contact the big guy, the big guy at feedmemore.com, and I'll go ahead and give you a really good price for only nine hundred fifty dollars. <laughs> signed box, signed by the big guy. Or if you prefer, uh, Ryback will take a sledgehammer and smash it and send you to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Either way, just send the nine fifty. Hey, you're you're uh, you're all acquainted with Craigslist now. You could always throw it up on Craigslist. Oh, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. By the way, speaking of Craigslist, I uh, the Airbnb property is is no more. It, it it had a very short life. I finally talked to the city, and uh, Airbnb is illegal in North Las Vegas. Why? Because they don't have the manpower to regulate it, uh, according to them. The guy <laughs> Tom was extremely nice, very pleasant man that I spoke to actually. Um, and, and on top of that, the HOA was frowning upon it. So the HOA was going to start fining me every week, which wasn't going to be anything. I could have dealt with that and still ran it and made money. But the, the big, you don't, you don't ever want to, your HOA to not yeah, be happy they, with they you. You can actually like have the power to vote you out yeah, of the residency. Which I'm going to talk about. I'm meeting yeah. the vice president that showed up at the, <laughs> at the townhouse, but they, I would have been better off just getting a business license and getting property in Las Vegas and doing an Airbnb for the by the strip or something whatever anywhere just outside of North Las Vegas mm-hmm. and uh, and I and I had to talk to this guy go you understand that through Airbnb's website and their information and and all the the, the information that I read online and granted you shouldn't believe everything you read online but for this stuff coming from it was from legit sources one the review journal showing that North Las Vegas was this amazing place for Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Just here is recently, in talking about how Las Vegas it was starting to be, was frowned upon by the hotels. So I go, maybe you guys should issue a statement and kind of get this corrected from, because the guy was telling me they're having a real issue with North Las Vegas now. Yeah. I go, yeah, you're having an issue because it's stating everywhere that it's allowed. Yeah. And I said, and I go, why don't you guys like put out a comment and, and, and you know shut this down and he goes, oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I go, well, yeah. I go, it would have saved me. Yeah, the city of North Las Vegas is not. They're they're not caught up to. Not caught up with the time. City of North Las Vegas is extremely was extremely small at one point, and it's yeah. getting a lot bigger now. Yeah, but it's sure. still the same people in charge. I think yeah. that well, uh, they're building new buildings here, new houses yeah, up here. Thousands right? of new houses it's all insane. around here. It's, Yet we had a freaking housing. 
foreclosure. But he said to con- to contact the local councilman and uh, Scott Black, I believe, is in this district, and he said, uh, and maybe voice my. Is he concerns. up for election, by the way? Yeah, I don't know. Oh, maybe I'll run. Yeah, just maybe <laughs> run to just push it. Airbnb, Airbnb for everybody in North Las Vegas. Yay! Yeah. So, uh, but I showed up to the townhouse the other day, and uh, a truck pulls up behind me. And he was like waiting, and the guy has two dogs in the car, this older gentleman, and he gets out of the truck and just taking his sweet-ass time, and he waltzes up to the driveway. I'm in the garage, and I just go, I go, can I help you? And he uh, he goes, a lady's been looking for you for the last two weeks. Is it, is it a hot lady? No. Yeah. It was the, 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 city of, the lady that I talked yeah, to yeah, earlier yeah. in the day, yeah, Joyce. And uh, I go, yeah, yeah, Joyce. I spoke to her on the phone today. I got her, her notice. And then he's just like, he's talking, he's talking, he's talking. The guy reeks of alcohol. So the, the vice president of this HOA for the where these townhouses are, he drives around fucking loaded with two dogs in his car. Just was it in, 5 o'clock? It legit was like, yeah, it was 5 o'clock. Like, it was... Uh, right. Can't blame him. <laughs> and uh, he was, uh, it's like, he, he goes, he goes, oh, I've seen you around here. And then it turns out, and he goes, when are you going to go back to, to WWE? And I go, what? I, after all this? And like, yeah. he's like I, I had essentially told him to fuck off. <laughs> and uh, he, he then go, oh, a big fan. And then I, I go, have you been waiting for me, like, out here because he literally pulled up the moment I got in, mm-hmm. I, so it was very very odd. And then uh, I had to tell him to get lost, yeah, because he wouldn't leave. He was like just like just literally just kind of like rocking back and forth, like just ugh, whatever. But he uh, so and I'm going to be running out the place. So I put it up uh, on Craigslist and uh, I just rent.com and the 20 other places through rent.com that goes up tomorrow on Monday. Here, because they're they're not open during the weekend on on reviewing the the houses you put up, but uh, a little blunder happened on Craigslist with uh, they they put my phone number up temporarily, which I didn't know I didn't unclick because the email they don't have the email goes through Craigslist and they email you any inquiries. Sure, but it was uh, I didn't unclick the text and phone call thing, so my number was up, and then a couple fans. Shitty fans from New York, of course, ended up looking like they got it, and uh, they've been blocked. So, but or it could have been up to somebody else doing something. But they uh, hopefully it will get rented out here in, in the Wait, upcoming weeks. Had, didn't you the girl, the I, but I, yeah. I'm not banking on the stripper taking oh, the play. I'm, I, like I've, I can't. Well, I know you're not banking on, it, but you're hoping. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, got double figures crossed, toes crossed, fucking. Told her I'll help her move out. Whatever you need, I'll fly out there and help you get out here. The uh, so, but I, I'm putting it up just in case. Because let's be honest, the the odds are seventy thirty that she just flakes on this. Sure. If not, maybe eighty twenty. Uh, even though she seems to be committed to this, but I've seen stranger things happen. So I showed the house to a nice couple the other day of which it was a woman and her son i thought it was a young little boy gonna be with her sure i uh i hear a knock at the door they were two hours late first of all uh to come look at the property not, not a good impression not a good first impression at all and uh and then they knock on the door and i go into the door and nobody's there i go what the fuck and i oh they must have knocked on the garage door because i left the garage open when i parked in there and i opened the door and i see this mexican man like really fidgety pacing all around 
and I'm instantly just rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. And uh, I go, uh, hey guys, and then Wendy, the lady, and she seemed nice and I let him in, and the guy, the guy goes, want to fight? First thing out of his fucking mouth, as I'm letting him into my home, and uh, I go, no, no, there'll be none of that here. And he, uh, they come in, he goes right beelines right for the kitchen grabs like a wad of paper towels. He goes, is this okay? Which he's already like grabbing. The, his nose is running profusely. No doubt the guy's hopped up on cocaine. Oh, Jesus so Christ. he's like going around. You know when you walk into somebody else's home, you're typically yeah. respectful. Yeah. This guy just walking around, unlocking locks. What is this? Oh, that's an August Smart app. And then opening the back door, but he opens the door like kind of hard. And like, and I'm just like looking at this guy and I'm just thinking... I would have oh, kicked him out right there. Like, no, the lady or the lady got it because I was I got very short with him really yeah. quickly, and uh, and then he wanted to pay me cash right there and move in on the spot. And I go, no, no, it doesn't work like that. I need to, uh, yeah. Check. And uh, because I, clearly you're on something. So. I got them out of there. The lady seemed nice, but the lady was the one communicating with me. I thought she had a little son because she goes and it not uh, it looked like her boyfriend, like they they older than me. Yeah. So I was just like, eh. I'm uh, not calling you guys back, so, yeah. but we'll see what happens with all Jeez. the fuck. Wait, so, wait, you had another, you had someone else, or those are the people that showed up? No, those up? were the people that oh, okay. showed up, and then um, hopefully here getting it on rent.com, we'll okay. see, get some people just to look at it, and if not, we'll see if Faith will take it from Cleveland, but they'll get rented out. They'll have no problem getting rented no, out. It's yeah, just a sure. matter of, it just got listed, so yeah. it's just an entirely different I still want to do Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the thing is going to be to... I'm trying to think of different... I love I like real estate. Like for me, I'm even... Because this house can... There's potential for this house to go for close to 700000 now. If it's the right California buyer with cash or someone oh, with yeah, cash for sure. with all the land. But I'm even tempted to down... For my next house, me go buy myself a new house and mm-hmm. downsize and rent, and rent this one out too. And then get another one for Airbnb. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's so I'm uh, I'm gonna see what my options are here. But I want because this one now will just be a regular rental property. But I still want to do the Airbnb thing. But we're gonna see how the investments go this year and and kind of play it by ear on that. But wait a minute, hold on, I'm confused here. So does you buying more properties mean? That financially you're hurting and you're dying. He's and definitely hurting. What have you seen? I'm on cameo, He's JD. So, yeah. I'm on. It's. I uh, mean, hold, I'm mean, trying to understand this here. I mean, properties cost hundreds of thousands of dollars. Oh, I mean, he's borrowing money from me now. So. Yeah, Asian Joe's giving me money for my <laughs> next one. I'm. Uh, I mean, are are you going from the poverty line to the bank and then back to the poverty line? Oh, I'm playing I mean? both like, sides, JD, all the way. You know me. It's, oh my uh, goodness. Yeah, according there's uh, always our great fans out there that. God forbid you do things, and uh, oh my God, you're on Cameo. You must really be hurting for money. I can promise you, Cameo's not making me rich, buddy. It's just a nice little thing. It's called just when you work for yourself, every little bit counts. Yeah. And doing things and helping it adds up. And fans enjoy it. I literally can make hundreds of dollars in a day doing just videos for people, yeah. and it's not even. It takes me ten minutes. Exactly. It's like it's that's called hustling and doing little things while you're doing all the other things, mm-hmm. and it's just oh. And still wrestling, it, it, these people, it, it, you can never win with them. It, it's but it, somebody who makes ten dollars an hour, which there's nothing wrong with that. No, no not at all. But you also it, shouldn't be is going to criticize, even though they've probably never earned more than a hundred or hundred fifty dollars in a day. Yeah, you know, you and you could sit there and 
you know, bang out some cameos and whatever else and make four, five, six hundred bucks for the day. I could wake up and make oh more God. money in my Amazon account than they than they, they make for the week. So yeah. it's, uh, and that's fine. It, it's, but it, you shouldn't, there's too many people are, are very critical and judgmental these days. Yes. Rogan said it best. Like, and he goes, you don't ever see anybody successful making comments on YouTube videos or on message boards. You don't. Exactly. And you, you just oh. don't. And so you got to ask yourself, if you're one of these people doing that, what the fuck are you doing? You know, it's, uh, you could either live your life or you could sit back and bitch about everybody else's and, uh, they're choosing to do the, the, you know, that, and it's just, it sucks, man. But what do you do? Just block them and ignore them. That's yeah. what I say. And just keep, uh, you keep doing your thing. You've, uh, how's life going over there for you, JD, with everything? You're a busy man with, uh, doing the iron attitude weight belts. Oh, yeah. I mean, we talk about it all the time, and people don't need to get that confused with we have all this free time because there's a lovely thing called uh, Bluetooth. So multitasking at its finest. Yes. Talking shit, talking shit about being your own boss while continually doing the work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, me and you tend to, we, our boxes uh, can be, I'll sometimes like, God damn, man, I feel like I'm being negative today. But you got to sometimes have someone to bitch to about the things and, we uh, we have good and bad, but when you own your own business, you uh, you deal with a lot of bullshit. Well, there's tons to bitch about. I mean, it's uh, it's not easy. There's you know, and and the the thought process is you basically you eat shit, but as the boss, you're the one that will you know reap all the benefits uh, when the business starts to succeed. You know, it's not like when you work for somebody else and you're trying to work your way up a company or whatever i mean opportunities are are limited or few and far between and you know it's all or nothing when you're self-employed and it really is because how else are you supposed to pay your bills i mean you are you know some people think because i work from home that oh they'll say oh it must be nice uh really let me tell you something the first thing about running a business from your house is there is no off no there's no off. I wake up in the morning, my alarm goes off, I shut my alarm off, which is on my phone, and the first thing I do is I check my fucking email. Yeah. And to see if there's any problems that need to be taken care of before I roll out of bed. If there are, I I write them back then and there. Then I get up and I go and make my coffee. And it goes all day long until I either take a break and go to the gym. And then after that, it's all the way till I decide to shut it down for the night. And you don't have hours like other people. And there's a certain type of discipline needed because when you work from home, it is very easy to fuck off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, who, who? No, there's nobody to keep you in check. You, you have to hold yourself accountable. And it's very easy to sit down and to. You, it's because it's your home and you're used to being comfortable in your home. But when you work from home, you have to be able to go to work mode also. And, yeah. uh, I hear, I, it's me and you, we talk about this all the time. It, it, I would have much, pref- I have a new respect for businesses after, after doing, going down this road and for people that have successfully grown their businesses. Cause it is, it is, especially when you take on everything and as most people have to very early on in the beginning stages, but it is morning tonight and it's, I get all my stuff done and I take my breaks as I'm doing stuff, 
but you're constantly just doing emails never end. You never know what problems are going to arise with me, with Amazon, you with people in, in things that they're not happy about things or they want things fixed. Or it, it, it's a never ending deal along with all the other things that you do. And it's and, and for you, making the weight belts is actually, you physically make these weight belts by hand and it takes time, every order. And it's like, just people, they, they yeah. don't, don't appreciate the, and that's fine, they don't understand and, and whatnot, but it, it's working for yourself is taking a huge gamble in chance, but I think it's something everybody should try to do. But not everyone's cut out for it at the same time, but it's it is uh, it's the moment you wake up, it starts. I, I don't look at my phone from the time I go to bed. I, I put my meditation on, I put my phone, flip it over, and I don't, I don't look at it till I wake up, I brush my teeth. I get downstairs, I cook my breakfast, and then I, okay, here I go. Because I know if I wake up in bed, which I've done, and I start looking, it starts right there. And before you know what you got, you just get going, and oh, it's a never-ending deal. Oh, yeah, and it's, uh, it, it keeps you busy, and there's always something to do, and you're, you can never do enough, and then throw in all of the unforeseen issues and problems. Yeah. You know, or headaches or time consuming. I mean, I can't even tell you. It's like, it's good that I've got control over my temper because probably at least once a day, I want to throw my phone and smash it into thousands of pieces because. Same here. <laughs> I can't. Yes. Sometimes, you know, I pour my coffee and I try to do computer work. Just until I'm fully awake, I don't want to necessarily jump right into the physical labor. But sometimes I'll be sitting here on in the same spot on the couch for five goddamn hours, and I want to get into the office, and I can't because I'm stuck here doing computer work, yep. and I'm on my phone. Just when I think, okay, it's time to go, I, oh, geez, now this person wants this. Now I have to give this to this person. This person wants to see this before they buy it. This person wants to know where their order is. I can't find their order. And four or five hours later, and I just want to smash my fucking phone. And it's like, God damn it, I need to just go get stuff done. I mean, it's all relative and it all, you know, I'm still getting things done. But yeah. when it just starts piling on and stuff, you just. It's a lot of little things. It, it, it's, I know, it's yeah. It's not easy. And it's, we're going to talk more about that. We'll, we're here maybe next week. We'll talk about some of the 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 emails that we get with different things and uh, having to address those and keeping a cool, you got to keep a cool head. I, we've talked about that before and typing up messages and like, wait, I can't send that. (laughs) (laughs) Delete, 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 then professional response. But it just feels good to type it out and then read it to myself and then have that editor go ahead and put it online for the world to hear. The, uh, (laughs) no, (laughs) Asian Joe, how's your week going? What's going on with oh, you? Oh man, it's just um, just dealing with. I've uh, been working with Alexis Fox a lot. Her uh, personal assistant uh, quit on her, and so I've been trying to catch her up with a lot of stuff because she's doing a lot of stuff. Alexis um, Fox has shown interest. She's she's voiced uh, interest in doing the show. I believe. Yes, correct? she has. We're looking for a new girl with the pink microphone. If if you haven't heard. <laughs> well, I think she wants to do a guest guest role because she's always busy. Um, well, yeah, it would be hard to have just, yeah. just one time, bring yeah, her over, yeah, yeah. We'll get her on the show. <laughs> but um, no, I've been helping her out, um, trying to get, um, she's actually doing, besides doing the adult industry, but she's 
doing. She's going to have. Her she's own, still active. She's still active, but she's going to have her own coffee line. She does uh, coffee. Yeah. She's what a, What's their coffee deal? Um, I'll I'll get more information about that, but she's going to have her own coffee line coming out. Curious on the angle. Does she have, the, a, does she have the well, name for it? What's the name? That's what, yeah. That's what I was curious about. Does she have a name? It's well, Fox Coffee or like highest Fox Coffee or I'm not I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'll definitely uh want to get more information. I'll, if I'll, me and JD talk about something that you're not included on it for a second during the show, please text her <laughs> the name and then just chime in with the name when we're talking. Okay. Some, I'm, curious. I'm gonna I'm gonna vote for. I'm going to vote for Wham Bam Good Morning. <laughs> Wham, ah, that might be. <laughs> we need to talk. I, I'm looking for something else to invest in here. This okay. is, uh, yeah, definitely. I'll, she uh, definitely looks. To compete with my wake up unlimited energy. <laughs> but yeah. uh, she, um, but she's actually going to have her own variety show in LA. Like she's, she's like touching everything. I mean, for someone. <laughs> Literally. Yeah, Literally. yeah, everyone's hearts. But, sorry, uh, Alexis. No, it's fine. She's 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 hilarious. Lay up. I, I couldn't we, let that one go. Sorry. Yeah, the, she's she's like one of the dudes, just like talking about everything. But yeah. uh, she's she's she loves cannabis. She's like smoking. Ah. Um. So uh, I think Reef, the dispensary down here, actually had had her sign during oh. four twenty. Oh really? Um. So uh. But yeah, she's so I'm helping out. Um. We're gonna I'm be interviewing. I'm gonna be more of a manager. Okay. So I'm kind of like the early liaison, making sure everything's working working good. So I've been kind of working with her. Um. But um. Yeah, I just want to make you know she's her live variety show is gonna be in uh in L.A. at the El Cid, um, on June eighteenth. Um, tickets are going to be on uh, Eventbrite. So if you just search for High as Fox, which uh, F A W X. Okay. So High as Fox um, uh, variety show. Good deal. Yeah. Just how much? How, how much variety is going to be on? It's going to be comedy. Show? I think there's going to be some music musicians or rappers and singers. Um, I think they're going to be. There could be. I think. I think there's going to be a like a poet. Gonna okay. be on it, and so it's gonna be a different, different live acts. I think it's gonna be a monthly thing. She wants to do a wrestling deal. I'll power bomb somebody through a table <laughs> or some shit. If you want, we can book do the that. Guy. Yeah, yeah book the, yeah. There we go. Now the uh, <laughs> speaking of marijuana, I actually went by because me and, and JD are always talking about our uh, investments. Yeah. In the marijuana sector, but uh, the dispensaries down here. I went to this Thrive Cannabis that's up at here. It's the one, the only one I go to. Okay. And like I when I bought I bought the CBD there multiple times, but I actually went and bought a uh, went and bought a pen there the other day for the actual marijuana pen I again. I thought you had like a really bad. I didn't know. I because I bought the raw. I bought tri- it was called Trippity Dippity. Yes. And the, the it nearly <laughs> it was like Frank the Tank when he gets tranquilized in old school. That's what it did to me. But it like wrecked me because I did I did way too much. Sure. So I asked. I go. I need something mild. I it was. I've had trouble going to sleep a little bit since coming back from Australia. Uh-huh. And I was like, I just want something to try. Take one or two little puffs off this little cig at night, literally right before I go to bed. And uh, and they, they gave me this one that was more of the, it wasn't as... as it's uh, more CBD. It's like CBD or indica? There's CBD in it also. There's a good amount of CBD in it. Uh-huh. And there's also the... It's the indica makes you makes you sleep. Indica, yeah. yeah. It was more indica based. Okay. It was like 70-30. Okay. So it was a hybrid. But uh going in and just seeing the lines in these places. Oh, yeah. It was a Friday afternoon and the place was literally the line out the door. And then 
the goddamn workers there, I feel like so shaking my hand. They like, they all know me in there now. Yeah. And it's like the, but I'm like, I usually just go in there and buy CBD if sure. I go. But now I feel like it's Ryback the pothead going in. A girl comes running out, right, screaming my name yeah. the other day. And I'm trying to like, I feel like I'm doing something wrong still when I go there. Uh-huh. It doesn't seem, it's just weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's, but they have a call-in number now where you can call it in. And you don't. You can just go pick it up and come right out. Yeah. You don't got to wait. You have to do the delivery service too. Oh, that might have to look at like Postmates. Yeah. For marijuana. Yeah. 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 So, might have to look into yeah, that. Yeah. Call them. They they deliver as long as they have your record on file. Because I have a medical card. Yeah. So I actually they actually have a separate line where you can actually go in and get yours. I'm trying to learn. I've seen a problem I've always had with because it, it makes me very anxious and gives me a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I've always and I've talked about this before. I, whenever I've tried it, I've done too much. Right. Where now, like on this one, I did literally two two hits off of the e-cig deal. Sure. And I didn't really have any problems. I just was tired and went to bed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, is that what you're supposed to technically kind of... Yeah, you're supposed to do it in moderation. Because like for me, I the reason why I have my medical card, because I get migraines because I'm always on my computer all yeah. the time. So people always say, hey, Joe, you want to smoke? It's like, no, dude. Like I don't want to get addicted to it where it's... My body it would take a, a lot, lot of people do, yeah. Because Alexis, Alexis Fox, for instance, um, she takes dab hits, which is like the strongest, like concentrated. That's when we do the thing with the no, the... <laughs> <laughs> no dab hits is basically it's it's a giant heat. You heat up a glass and then highly concentrated wax that you smoke. Okay, and it's it's like ninety. Seven ninety eight percent pure THC and stuff like that. So, but she needs it to function, to go out, you know, to do stuff. I don't know how people do that, dude. Like, if I smoke this, I'll be on the floor, like yeah, yeah. for for a couple of days before it. So, but for me, I will take you know this a couple of hits if I get migraines. But even that, like, smokes actually makes me get a headaches. Yeah. So I would do an edible or a pill form. Those gummies are amazing. I'd rather do yeah. a gummy. I yeah, should have just do... gotten a little thing of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, I liked the, these ones actually have the CBD in it, yeah. which are, I was like, okay, I'll try it. Like, or they're like little drops or actually little circles. The what? The, the, the gummies? The gummies were, I've, uh, they were before like little squares oh, okay. that I got before. So, okay. but it's, um, I'm not a big fan of it, like all that stuff no. necessarily, but just occasionally just to use for the right, like, yeah. But uh, just so. recently, I, I think I saw an article today that a, Jor- a Georgia uh, parents uh, got arrested for giving their son marijuana, their 15-year-old son, for marijuana because he was having seizures. And they, you can, uh, medically you can get it, but it's very hard to get, uh, yeah. get in Georgia because it's illegal. So um, they got arrested because um, their son, because all the other prescriptions they had didn't work. So for 71 days straight, they were giving their son marijuana. But for some odd reason, he just had a huge one. And so they had to call the ambulance, and then they realized that they were giving him marijuana, and so they arrested him. So they're facing, uh, I think, a year in prison or a $1,000 fine to for giving marijuana to their son. What a... Oof. Fucking stupid. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of those things I think we're going to look back and it's just like, it's going to be legal yeah. everywhere. There's like so many, like, so many people you... are incarcerated in jail yeah. for having a baggie or something like that. Wasting our time on that. And it's, and I'm not even the biggest fan of it. I just, but I, it's wasting your goddamn fucking yeah, time. On exactly. That. That's, ugh. 
little uh, little tidbit there on uh, Nevada. You're talking about those lineups. I was actually just reading yesterday the financials on uh, the state of Nevada. Yeah. So six months with legalization in the state, 2.2 million people for the population. They just passed 200 million in revenue. Oh yeah. Yep. So that's a hundred bucks a head, basically. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and it's only going to grow. So you think about that when we look at some of the places that are going to be uh, distributing, you know, in regards to our investments. Yep. When they say, "Well, how do you figure it out?" Well, hundred bucks a head, two hundred million dollars mm-hmm. so far from a state with a population of two point two million people. Yeah. It's. I, I told you. I see the lines every time the stores there. And there are so many dispensaries here in town now. Oh, yeah. And they're all busy all the time. Yeah, for sure. People are people no matter where you go, no matter what country you go. And I think the, the business that marijuana is going to do is going to exceed anything that anybody is, that the, the numbers they're stating, I think it, it's going to exceed that. Because uh, just seeing it firsthand and seeing the people, and it's like, and, and then I think, and those are people that have always done it. Mm-hmm. But you're going to get a whole new crop of people that have never done it because, oh, hey, it's illegal. And, oh, now, oh, this stuff is legal. I'm going to try it. Now, how much, what conversion rate of people there are you going to have in on it, too? You know, it's right. it's big business. Well, I with, think. The, with, the, with the edibles and stuff, too, I mean, it opens up a whole new market because there's a lot of people who don't want to smoke. Nope. No. Or don't like to smoke. But if you give them a tea bag or not the, uh, the dirty kind. <laughs> <laughs> I, we all three of us, I think, just, just everybody smiles as yeah. you say that. Yeah. Uh, if you give them a bag of tea, there you go. Uh, you know, or the or the gummies, or any of the other, the chocolates. I mean, there's, I mean, there's a lot of people. And then the other thing too is, medically, it's been fairly illegal to do studies. Yeah. On what are the actual benefits, and you know. Because they're saying, with just early estimates of them, you know, relaxing in certain places in regards to uh, uh, laboratory testing and all that stuff, they think that they could easily come up with something for a large majority of the prescriptions out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so you think about how much money the pharmaceutical industry makes, and that you know, Would change CBD. Everything. And and THC, you know, together or separately have a gigantic range of, of medical benefits. Yeah. What's crazy thing is a lot of pharmaceuticals are fighting marijuana. They're yeah, spending, they're... this is what it, it, this is. We live in a very unique time where these big businesses have have gotten so big, um, based off of doing things a certain way, and then it's now a new game is in town. Yeah, and it's it's like it, it's like it's you're watching this just. Well, it's just like it's just like with your whole Airbnb, like a lot of the hotels are yeah. fighting Airbnb, like the the taxi times companies. are changing again, yeah. and it's now we have this this new thing that is so much more appealing, and it can it could crush them, mm-hmm. and it could crush their business, and so they're gonna again, it all revolves around making money, but you should be making money helping people. If you yeah. keep that in your head, you'll always do the right thing. But unfortunately, a lot of these fucking companies don't do that. No, so it's now it's. The CBD is amazing stuff, yeah, it and, is. It, and it's so much better than a lot of this pharmaceutical bullshit. And it's and there are some drugs that that serve their purpose and it and helps save people's lives. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of other drugs that just fuck you up and fuck up people's lives. And 
It's I was actually just thought we were talking about that show, The Magic Pill, on Netflix, and I, I highly recommend it to everybody out there to watch. On uh, no, it, it kind of talks about the ketogenic diet and fasting a little bit, and it follows several different families and people. Uh, but they're in a whole other culture, and uh, I forget where they were in another country. But they used to be the healthiest race, and uh, and then they started bringing in American food, the cokes and, and chips, and, mm-hmm. and they, they just became disease-ridden. And then they, they went over there, the, this group of people, to tell them, no, 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 you guys actually had it right doing it your way for all these years. And uh, and, and this stuff is bad for you, and this is why it's bad for you. And they show and they, the people on all these medications, the kids on medications with ADD, they switch their diet up to the ketogenic with fasting and things of that nature, and all of a sudden all their problems go away. It's just, now to say, is that going to happen to everybody? Probably not. But it's, we've been doing the wrong thing for a long time. And it's, uh, people are becoming a lot, woken up a lot, I think, at a higher rate now. Based because on, there's so much information that's out there. Yeah. You know, it's like before we always rely on what's on the news, what's, what doctors They could control us you. before. They can't control us anymore, yeah. essentially. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a very good thing. But it's also, it, it raises a lot of red flags and there's a lot of problems. And people don't want to believe that we've been lied to. All Nobody wants to wake up at the end of the day and like and want to think that, that, that the information we're being given is is wrong. But we live in a very... I like to say the world is a great place, but the world is a fucking evil place. Yeah, it is. And it, it, there's a lot of bad in it. And greedy. Greedy. Greedy as fuck. We've been killing each other from the day we fucking existed. And it, it's... You got to learn to take care of you. And uh, and, and you got to... Your loved ones and your family. And you got to educate yourselves. And you got to step out of the box. that we, we, we have all been placed in a box from the moment we're born. And we got you got to fucking break that box down. And you got to... You got to build a new box with the right I information. I think people just need to have an open mind. Absolutely. Because, yeah, there's a lot of things. It's like, oh, this is done this way. It's been going on this way. It's like, you know, it's like learn. Yeah. You know, keep learning. Never believe in something with, you know, what you hear or what you well, see. All, all, the problem is, is a lot of these industries have preyed upon people trusting other people, yes. trusting their doctors or trusting food. Like, you know, if you look at what people ate in the 50s and 60s and 70s, they, you know, they ate a lot of bread. They did drink a lot of soda or pop. But why were people not as fat back then? Because everything was made out of higher quality ingredients. Yeah. And now, you know, there's corn syrup and everything. I was just telling my dad, I said, if you go to Whole Foods and get a bottle of Pepsi that's made in Mexico where they still manufacture it like they did 25 years ago and use pure cane organic sugar yeah. versus corn syrup, high fructose corn syrup, corn syrup solids, and about 37 other variations of corn syrup, you will notice the drastic difference in taste. But over the years, you know, they changed it little by little by little by little, yeah. and you don't even really notice it, but... All of that stuff has an effect, you know. Oh, hey, look, it says it's the same amount of sugar, but it's not. That's not the point. The yeah. point is how it reacts to you, you know. In our bodies, and they talk about that. It's like it's. They, I'm trying to remember the analogy that the woman was talking about, but like she was like, if you build a house with bricks, um, and, but you could replace those bricks with with 
styrofoam bricks. They look good. They look like they serve the purpose and they, they, they might look on the outside like they're bricks, but they're styrofoam. And that's kind of like this, this stuff we're putting into our bodies. It's tr- it, our it's bodies tricky. do recognize that it's not what it's supposed to be. And it, it, it creates a lot of problems and mm-hmm. creates diseases. And it's, it's a very interesting watch watching that. But, um, I believe the UK actually, I was talking to this with, with Stu, Wade Barrett, they still use regular sugar, I believe, in the UK on all their sodas, on most of them. Because uh, whenever we'd go over there WWE or whenever I go, yeah. I'd know, and they would have like the sodas. And I remember I had one one time on a carb day after a workout. And it was so good. Yeah. And it, it was, it's because it's real cane sugar they use still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The, oh, they, they, you know, the best thing to do is, um, you know, we were, we were actually talking about those custom wrestling matches earlier, you know, with against girls. Got a hell of an offer in this week, guys, by the way. And, and uh, I should read that email so, on the show. You should. Uh, uh, so I participated in those and I refed a lot of those. And a lot of times for these big shoots, they would alternate the girls they brought in. Like I said, you know, there was the Baileys and the Mercedes from or uh, Sasha from the Northeast. They would bring the indie girls in. But then it's like there would be an Australian crew. There would be an English crew. There would be a Canadian crew. Like so that they kept the girls in rotation. Well, the, the Aussie girls and the British girls could bring in chocolate bars, the exact same ones that we have here. And you could put them side by side, pop them open, and take a bite of each. And if you took a bite of the British, the Canadian, or the Australian chocolate bar first, and then took a bite of the American one, it tasted artificial. Because their chocolate is still manufactured with real sugar. Yeah. And real ingredients as where here it's, you know, sugar solids and corn syrup and this, that, and the other. And like, again, they changed it little by little over the years. So maybe it doesn't taste as good as it did when you were a kid. But when you go and have something that still exists and tastes the same as when you were a kid, you just go, holy fuck, like this tastes like shit. This tastes amazing. You know, the the, the one thing that they always used to do too was – um all of the Easter stuff, like the Cadbury cream eggs or the uh, the mini eggs, and it was—I mean, to me, they still taste good if I have them now. But when the girls from England would come over and bring Cadbury cream eggs and the mini eggs and all that, it was like I don't even want the American stuff because it was that much of a difference. Yeah, it's it's night and day, and the things that they're doing over here is—it's uh, not right. And it hasn't been right for a while. Mm-hmm. But speaking of those female wrestling matches, did, did, did any videos of Sasha or, uh, Bailey getting getting beaten beaten up by by men? Do they or were they just do the straight up women's matches? I don't remember. I would th- most of the time it was always girl versus girl. There was only um, the odd time that it was. A guy versus a girl, you know, that's when you had a customer who had a yeah weird uh, particular particular appetite. Well, uh, speaking of that, I think I'm going to go ahead and read this because I found it very uh, very interesting um, request that I got this week. By uh, I won't say the guy's name. We won't put that out there. I own a small company called the Female Wrestling Channel. We produce primarily real and competitive women's wrestling, mat wrestling. Watch this actually be a real women's wrestling federation. It's fun, it's great exercise for the women, good income for the ladies for the time they put in, and guys around the world tend to find what we do very sexy. 
I think it's very cool that you seem to be an entrepreneur on top of being a wrestler. I noticed you have your own podcast, your own book, and your own supplement line, and I'm probably missing some things. Also, invest and do real estate, asshole. <laughs> I also thought it was cool you had Phoenix Marie co-host one of the shows. No, she goes to hockey games now. I think with her size and intelligence, she would learn our style of competitive mat wrestling within an hour and probably do extremely well at it. I'm starting a new video series on the site with nothing but free videos for fans. To make the videos free, I'm looking for companies to partner with that are unique and make sense for our fan base. We have something in the range of just over 1,000 customers since we started in 2012. However, we have thousands more than that that will watch anything free but we put, that we put out or give them. But they will never buy our videos or any of, or any of our services. But thousands upon thousands will watch a free full-length video from start to finish. For example, when I have put free full-length 30-minute or more videos on YouTube in the past, they generally have 30,000-some-odd views within a week's time. What's my point, you ask? The point is that we can satisfy these thousands of people, along with the thousands more that are curious, by having a series of completely free videos sponsored by cool and really neat Unique people like yourself who have already been in the business. We need a shot of legitimacy right now. It would really help the girls as they have to deal with a lot of bullshit from friends and family for participating in this. I wonder why. We could see if the ladies could pin or tap you. Maybe we could make the, the free match Phoenix Marie versus one of our ladies that we think would be a competitive against. And the bulk of the time of the video would be spent interviewing you about all your products, services, letting people know you are available for booking opportunities and your plans for the future. Either way, the video will allow for ample time to tell your story and really promote the fine features of your establishment. Um, and the email goes on and on. Uh, it's actually quite long. Holy shit. Uh, but uh, he essentially wants me to come in there and see if some of the ladies can tap me out. And uh, when I'm not busy wrestling, I could sure. be promoting my Feed Me More Nutrition line yeah. and everything else I got going, along with promoting me for other serious wrestling bookings on top of this. But that was uh, a nice email that got shot my way this week. I just thought I'd share that. <laughs> God damn, what is... You could, you, you, could, you could always get put in a submission hold and not sell it and just promote yeah. supplement. Like, you know, somebody puts you in a Boston Crab and you're like, this doesn't hurt. You think but, you can make uh, me tap? I'm like on the big guy, my all-natural testosterone <laughs> booster available at feedmemore.com and Amazon. Are you asking why I have this massive erection while she's trying to tap me? Because, <laughs> yes, I'm on the big guy. Um, the uh, Yeah, if I'm doing that shit, man, it's that's when the people can... Can, can be a little concerned. Yeah, it's like, oh man, right back. And best is, I would have to pay him to do all of this, by the way. Yeah, this is to be a sponsor. He a sponsor. He's looking for money to give these videos away for free. So come on. And then not only let these girls try to tap me out for free, it's, uh, or just about just me tapping out and then trying to promote my line. Yeah. Fuck this guy, pussy. God. <laughs> Oh. You should be like, dude, haven't, haven't, haven't you read the message boards? I'm hurt. I'm on Cameo. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I, can't afford, I can't afford advertising. Uh, I, I just want to tell you, a fan, oh, my God, you're running out of place? You must be hard up for money. Jesus Christ. What can you do these days? I, I, it's the complete, like, you can't even argue. I just block. I don't yeah. even deal with the bullshit. Just block. Yeah. Get out of my fucking you life. Just, you, should, you, should, you should have said to that guy, you know, it was the craziest thing. I was taking the dogs for a walk, and all of a sudden, this place just appeared, it's, and nobody was living there because I don't have any money. I'm broke. And I I'm can't poor. Get this I'm hard place. up for money. Yeah. 
I was like, wow, I just, I think I'm going to rent it out. It's because I need the money. Yeah. Uh, I just, I wish people were just better. It's, it's overpopulated and dumber by the day. Just decent. decent. Just decent. And there are, you know what, there are a lot of great people out there. Yeah, So you can't let these dumb pieces of shit ruin it for everybody. But man, they, they do a fairly decent job of it. I'll give them that. And there's a lot more of them that we ever thought, I feel like. But, you know, what can you do? Yeah, Yeah, unfortunately. Did you guys see, what did you guys, uh, I saw something with Roseanne, show was canceled. Did you see that? Yeah, she made a comment about one of uh, Obama's aide calling, she tweeted about uh, Muslim Brotherhood plus... It was something with Planet of the Apes. Oh, yeah, Planet of the Apes equals VJ, which is the the initials of of Obama's... uh, a former aide. I had just heard because she was supposed to go on the Joe Rogan show and it got canceled. I thought she did. I she she didn't go on oh, and he okay. just put out a thing that she's going through a difficult time and the yeah. show wasn't going to happen. And But he was, I just saw a clip of him talking about it where she told Joe over the phone that she was on Ambien uh, and drinking. Right. And, uh, but I, and, and so again, and then I think Ambien released yeah, a comment. Yeah, it's, like, it's like one of the side effects is not racism. Yeah. <laughs> she claims to Joe, though, that she didn't know, she, that she just thought she was Jewish. She didn't know she was black. And, but still, she's, they've, she's made a comment in the past uh, to someone else in like 2013. Uh, the, the whole situation sucks. I feel bad for everybody on the show and the show getting canceled because yeah. it was doing really she well, was, I guess. The thing is, because the thing is, Roseanne. Assumed that she was Muslim because she was born in Iran, which is, of course, she was born in Iran, but she's not Muslim. So yeah. her parents, her American, her parents are American. Were there, I think, on a diplomatic or yeah. doing something down there, and she was born there, but she lived in um, America. Yeah, and, and, and became friends with Obama and stuff like that. But it's just it's the fact that, like, you know, she even tweeted uh, a picture of Whoopi Goldberg wearing, uh, I think. Uh, a horrible image of Donald Trump, I guess, being shot. Uh, but it was photoshopped. And yeah. rookie Bo- Goldberg said, it's like, how dare you tweet a false image where someone photoshopped it? Here's a real image of me supporting women's rights. Yeah. And, you know, it's just like, Roseanne is just like, she apologized, but then all of a sudden she's posting, you know, these horrible tweets yeah. and stuff like that. I so, will say, though, Ambien is, in the, it's that stuff. They're, they're, my thing is, I hopefully she she's okay, and, and people make mistakes, and but you can't. She's made mistakes in the past, and uh, yeah, you gotta the, the horrible rendition of the uh, American. Just the, there's been multiple things, just, but the I don't want to ever judge, say anything bad about, but like Ambien is a very like I tried that many years ago when I was actually in OVW in Louisville, JD too, and uh, somebody I. I think I got it, had it like they got a prescription for it because I was having trouble sleeping, and it was the only time in my life I remember where I was like actually really really having trouble like sleeping because I was so stressed out from from the wrestling down there and everything. And I stayed awake on it once, and it had me completely hallucinating, like seeing things on the walls, and it was. Uh, and you hear stories of people like sleepwalking and doing things on it and having and dry, getting and like going outside and like so I can't imagine like taking it and staying awake and drinking and 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 text and, and tweeting. It, but that's what I'm saying. So I can't condone what, but like 
that stuff will fuck you up. Yeah. Really bad. For like sure. but like why you should not be tweet but like you also could have I mean I don't want to say you, you could be doing it and not really have any recollection of doing it, but you could be really, really fucked up doing it where you just shouldn't be on there whatsoever. Like, I'm trying to understand the situation yeah. and give the benefit of the doubt, but, like, and, it, and it's, you can't defend the behavior no, at all. Well, people, people around her, um, I can't remember her name. She shouldn't She's be drinking, show. taking not, that not drug. Not Laurie Metcalf, the other girl, um, has been one of her closest friends since the original airing of the show. And she said it was always hard, especially in the last 10 years, because Roseanne has said, I'm not on Twitter, so I don't see it. But she said several things over the years. You know, she she did a photo shoot uh, dressed as Hitler one time. She burnt these cookies and she was eating them. And it was supposed to sort of imply, I guess, you know, the Holocaust or something like that. And whether it's a joke or not, I mean, it's just one of those things you don't joke about. But yeah, um, why go there? She said that she... You know, everybody in the industry was saying it was a big risk putting her back on the air because she's Roseanne has a lot of money. I think they said her net worth is like eighty million dollars. Yeah. So at the end of the day, she doesn't give a fuck, and she's going to say whatever she wants. She always and has. It's two thousand eight. She always has. Too, yeah. She's known to be a consequences. Yeah, the consequences. You know, has she done much for work in the last umpteen years? No, and probably because of you know the things that she says, but drugs or not, I mean, she's got a a pretty lengthy past of making comments here and there. And, you know, even her closest friends have said, Jesus Christ, sometimes you have to just not say these things in public. It's bad enough. You think them. And then you throw in something like a Twitter and, uh, you know, it's just a recipe for disaster. That so. stuff lives forever on there when you put something like that. Mm-hmm. It's really, it's 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 different than talking and speaking and saying, because it, it just comes off yeah. completely different. And it's, uh, you really... It, you know, the thing is, though, look about Twitter, because she's in a public limelight, but there's other people that have, has, has tweeted worse things. Yeah. And so... You know, she should have been aware because she's such a public figure of what to say and not to say. But because what's going on in, you know, the head of state tweeting, you know, anything, it, it, it basically showing everyone else. It's like, hey, I can tweet stuff and not get reprimanded because I'm getting away with it. And so, you know, then but then when all of a sudden people like like her and, you know, a few other people are, are tweeting and getting backlashes and stuff like that they're realizing that, oh, wait, I'm not getting away with it. And so, um, you know, something like this, she should have, she even said that she was going to delete Twitter and she kept tweeting. Yeah. So, you know, it's... If that's something, again, I think the issue, you, if you're taking Ambien to go to sleep, probably, you know, I'm sure they don't, recommend drinking with Ambien. No. And so it, I don't think any drugs with alcohol yeah. is a good thing. Do I, you know, and so, but you can't use that as an excuse necessarily, but I just think it's, you shouldn't, does she make those comments if she's not? I don't know, but it's, the show got axed really quickly. I know that much. Oh, yeah, for they, sure. they, uh, they wasted no time on that and it's, who knows? Maybe, maybe I know the show was doing amazing numbers. Yeah, they had, there was a highest rating uh, show on ABC. It's one of the all time 
greatest sitcoms, I would say, or up there. What is it as far as maybe successful, like in I, terms of time? And... I guess so. I'm not sure because, like, I mean, You're the tech guy, you should joke. Yeah, but there's <laughs> but the, the problem is though, the problem is there's so much information about different sitcoms and stuff like that. It's really hard to really quantify what's yeah. what's considered consistent. I mean, I would say it's been a successful sitcom though for many years. Yeah, it was in the first sure. run, and then the sec- this new one was off to a really good start and. Yeah, I you mean, gotta feel bad for everybody else on the show because yeah. you don't like as far as work, you don't know like what everybody else was doing, and this could have been if this was something they could have gotten for three, four, or five more seasons out yeah. of. You're talking about yeah, the writers, the writers, producers, everybody. they all lost their jobs. There was over t- over two hundred people yeah. lost their jobs for sure. That's uh, hopefully they revisit this. I know even well, someone they talked we're talking about, about doing the show without her. Uh, but yeah, I talked. Talk, I think Fox are looking into re, in getting the show and maybe not have not, not having her and stuff like that. So really, um, somebody else picking it up. Yeah, some other either you know it could be Netflix. It could be you know, you know. It's hard to have the show without her. I feel like though. Yeah, because that's her name. Yeah, it's just it, it, when, it, when it, it. I don't think the show's the same. But well, I think you got to well, look at look at Fuller House. They did it without the. I think I saw one episode of that. Oh and, yeah. Yeah. It even, no, it was fine, yeah. but it, it's never. It was just. It, it was weird yeah. to me seeing it. I watched up. it as a kid. Yeah. And yeah. It was just a different. But I mean, you also the Cobra Kai, the um, Karate Kid yeah. on YouTube. They actually did a, a like a like nineteen years later. Oh really? Yeah, but it's on a perspective of the guy who who you know uh, sweep the leg. Yeah, I forgot I forgot his character's name, but they YouTube did another series about oh, nineteen wow. years later of like with Ralph Ralph Macchio and the guy who played the the uh, the protagonist of the movie. Holy shit! So, oh, you gonna look it up? No, no, I was looking. I'm actually looking at my YouTube channel for when we do the plugs here in a okay. little bit. The uh, because for the name of my actual channel, just because that the show's gonna be on the uh, I should know that, but anyways, I think we'll go ahead and uh, before we wrap up this week's show, I'm gonna go ahead and just do my tips of the week here. And I think maybe next week we'll get to a few questions. Next week, yeah, I still got it. From we're last still trying week. to get the the whole video thing. We're trying to keep the show to a little shorter yeah. and. Uh, for listen per- listening purposes, the way they're tracking listens right now, anything over an hour and a half, it tends to hurt the show. So, and that's across all platforms, all the shows. So it's, it's but over time, yeah. maybe I'm a chatty Kathy. I'll sit here and talk all goddamn night. Oh, you know what? Let me let me jump in there real quick. Because um, we talk about this all the time in terms of the podcasts. Yeah. Uh, in regards to uh, when Colt was put on the stand. Oh yeah, uh, and they were trying to figure out. They were trying to figure out how many people would have heard the comments, and they said, you know, legally they had to declare. How did that all work? Is it literally every time you have a listen, it's from a different listener, or can the same person count as a hundred listens? And I'm pretty sure it said that they said the same person can count as a hundred listens. Yeah, or that's the way it used to used be tracked. To be. Yep, used to be tracked. Yeah, so it's. Um, They've they've I mean, they've changed the entire li- way they track listens now, and not all the platforms are doing it, but the one we're on started doing it, and it drastically changed the 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 listens. On uh, it's in, because if somebody would the longer the show is, a lot of people don't listen to the entire show in one sitting, yeah. and if they were to pause it and then come back and play it multiple times, I guess. 
that would all count as new listens mm -hmm. on the old system, whereas now the new one, no matter what, it just counts as one listen right. and stuff. But there, there's even it, – it, they've explained it to me a couple times. It is – but it, it's like hit every show the same way as far as – they don't have it figured out yet no. themselves. Finding the definition of analytics, because I used to do analytics for websites and stuff like that. It's like always difficult to really quantify because, you know, they always say that, oh, if a, a person visits a site for 30 minutes, that counts as a visit. But if you refresh the page after 30 minutes, that's a new visit. So it, the, the definitions of analytics always changes. And it's basically using it to quantify how much to charge for advertising. Yeah, you know that's what it is. So it, we're in one of those. They're they're working on all that. It's to try to continuously update their end, and they want to be as accurate as possible when they're with advertisers and stuff. Yeah, when they're giving them their numbers, you know. So and it, it's all for good for a good cause. So, but is my YouTube channel just named Ryback on there? Yeah, that is because it was Feed Me More. So maybe uh, I, I wonder if it got changed. Maybe I um. Can you look it up and see on there just so I know before yeah, we... just Ryback. Just, it's under Ryback. Yeah. I wonder if uh, that wasn't what it was before. I wonder, it might have... I thought I had it under Feed Me More. Well, I mean, it has Feed Me More, your banner and stuff like that, but... Uh, it's it, just under Ryback. Yeah. I'm going to have to go and change that to Feed Me More, just so it's uh, the Feed Me More channel. I don't like the Ryback channel, but anyways... Moving on, go ahead and jump into the tips of the week here before we wrap up this week's show. Tips of the week, yay! Book of the week, The Lean Startup by Eric Rise. Quote of the week, if you get tired, learn to rest, not to quit, from the quotes app. Nutrition tip of the week, if you're doing keto with intermittent fasting, keep coconut oil, olive oil, guacamole, nuts on hand, and things of that nature uh, to help get more adequate calories during uh, your eating hours because you will need some really good fats during that time and you can only eat so much protein so and along with the animal fats that you're consuming. <clears throat> Workout tip of the week. A good oblique exercise is that I like to do and I got this from one of these ab things and I'll throw it in occasionally even when I do my P90X ab ripper X. There's multiple ones on that but you just lie down with your knees in the in the your feet on the ground and your knees up and just with your heels you essentially just go side to side, touching your fingertips to your heels, and you can move, adjust your feet out or closer, depending on how difficult you want to make it. If the, the further your feet are out, the further you got to go to reach and touch those. Um, typically doing anywhere, I like to do 25 reps per side, uh, so 50 reps total, like one, two, three, four, back and forth uh, to 50, doing multiple sets, two to three sets of that, are a great little uh, oblique exercise to uh, throw into your routine. And that's the tips of the week this week. But anything going ahead, wrapping up, Asian Joe, you want to go ahead and plug? Um, well, I mentioned the Highest Fox uh, Rowdy Show is coming up. I'll put a link on my website, AsianJoe.com. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter, uh, Webmaster Joe, and also Instagram. Good deal, JD. You can uh, check out Iron Attitude at uh, www.ironattitudebelts.com. And you can follow all of the cool shit on uh, Instagram at Iron Attitude JD. Good deal, guys. For all fan mail for myself, please send a P.O. Box 752740, Las Vegas, Nevada, 
888-298-8136. Check out Amazon merch under Feed Me More, Feed Me More Nutrition, the big guy Ryback on Amazon. Feed Me More Nutrition on FeedMeMore.com, Amazon, and eBay for international orders. For personal video shout-outs from myself, go to BookCameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. All professional wrestling bookings. Bill Barron's uh, is handling a lot of those now, but you can also email BookTheBigGuy at Yahoo.com. Wake Up, It's Feeding Time, my motivational book, available on Amazon in paperback audible in Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, my personal meal prep service. Save 15% with discount code TheBigGuy, FuelMeals.com. And follow me on social media, at CWTBG on Twitter, at Ryback22 on Twitter, at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Facebook, at TheBigGuyRyback22 on Instagram, and at FeedMeMoreNutrition on Instagram, and Ryback247 on Snapchat. Guys, thank you as always for joining me this week, and uh, we will see you guys next week. You've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy. Bye. Feed me more. Feed him now. <laughs>